Greetings all, Andy Dukes here again on Ride and Talk. 2021 already, eh? Let's hope it's a good one for all of us. Right, on to today's topic, which is the International GS Trophy. Yep, the adventure riding world's buzzing again with trophy talk. People are wondering where the 2022 event may take place, and national qualifiers are being planned over the coming months right across the globe. So who better to get us in the mood for an upcoming announcement than current International GS Trophy champions, Team South Africa? I grabbed a long-distance chat with BJ, Brandon and Kobus just a few days ago, so let's listen to what they had to say. Greetings everyone, I'm here with Team South Africa, who you'll no doubt remember won the International GS Trophy in New Zealand. Well... I'm not here physically with them, but you know what I mean. I'm in the UK and they're scattered across the African continent as it happens. So I think you better introduce yourself, guys, and tell us where you're dialing in from tonight. BJ, why don't you go first? Hi, guys. My name is BJ. I am currently in Nairobi um, and I miss us very much. Can't wait to fly back on Sunday. Um, Hi, guys. My name is Brandon. Um, I'm calling from Johannesburg at the moment. And yeah, can't wait to get on with the questions and see what you guys think. I'm Kubus. I'm in the Western Cape, about one and a half hours from Cape Town. Thanks, guys. It's a real pleasure to have you on Ride and Talk. There's a reason you're here, of course, and that's because the rumours and the chats starting to build around the International GS Trophy 2022. And as the reigning champions, we thought it would be great to reflect a little bit with you about what effect the trophy experience has had on your lives what advice you'd give to prospective candidates from across the globe hoping to join the party, and where you'd love the destination for 2022 to be, if you were lucky enough to go, of course. One thing hasn't changed at all, though, and that's the fact that you guys always seem to be out riding. Now, when BJ and I were originally trying to set this up, I think, Brandon, you were away riding or training over in Dubai. And then I saw a post from you just last weekend saying that you'd won the, was it the Sabi or the Sabi GS Challenge? Is that another skills challenge kind of event? Okay, well, the Sabi GS Challenge, it's pretty much like the GS Trophy. Um, you'll have your liaison rides throughout the day, except you have three different types of rides. You have your tech, um, your black as your hardest, red as intermediate, green as the easiest. And in between each ride, there's a little skills challenge, so pretty much... There'll be tight turns or drifting or any of the skills that pretty much were in the GS Trophy. And you'll get points added on for each mistake you make. And obviously, within doing the GS Trophy, quite happily did all the skills with ease. And yeah, very chuffed that I won it. Well, well done for winning that one anyway. There certainly seems to be loads going on right across the country for South African GS riders. So I'm wondering if that is one of the reasons why South Africa always puts out a strong team for the International GS Trophy. What's your view on that? Um, Yes, I think South Africa definitely puts a a strong team forward every year. Um, My reasons for saying that is because I think we have some of the most diverse riding uh, terrains in the world where we're very lucky we don't have to go very far to find unlimited off-road riding. Um, I know the guys in Cape Town, Quibus and BJ, they don't have to go far at all to find quite challenging riding. Um, myself, I'm also quite lucky. My parents own a farm on the border of Lesotho, so as soon as I get there, it's all off-road from there, mud, rocks, and everything you could actually hope for to ride a GS through. It's all right there on our doorstep, so... 
I think we put a good team forward just because of the difference in terrain that we have here. Brilliant. Yeah, having ridden in Lesotho and up the Sané Pass, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So, Cobus, why don't you describe to us why the GS is the perfect kind of bike for a country like South Africa? Well, Andy, I think it's an extremely capable bike um, with a little bit of rider training. The bike can definitely go a long way. Um, We have got some vast open spaces and there you need a reliable machine, which the GS certainly is. And uh, should you need assistance, we've got a very nice dealer network in South Africa. So, yeah, it's a great package. Yeah, and a fantastic community as well. So what sort of status does the International GS Trophy, and coming back as winners, of course, what sort of status does this hold among the South African GS community, Brandon? Um, Well, it's actually quite big. Um, Obviously, for bringing it home for the third time for South Africa is quite a big achievement. Everyone's really excited for us, obviously. Obviously, when we got home, we went straight into lockdown, so there was no big plans or anything really happened um but seeing the support from the rest of the GS community in the lockdown stages and now coming out of lockdown the guys really wanting to see us ride get back into action be at more events um so right now it really seems to be a good talking point um everyone's talking about the GS trophy and I can't wait for the next qualifiers Yeah, so the standard of riders is always high in South Africa. We've established that. But I want to hear a little bit about your personal stories of qualifying for a a place on the team for the 2020 event. Did you make it into the team first time? Or like I hear more and more from other participants, were there several attempts involved over previous years? BJ, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, Andy, it's... um... Yeah, just touching based on some of the previous answer from uh, from my team, there's only really been a few first timers around, um, you know, first time qualifiers around, um, and I had to go and I had to go and uh, just think about it a little bit. Um, coming uh, going back to 2014, there was a gentleman with the name of Jakub van der Linde. He was a first timer. I think he was the um, the first first timer in South Africa. Um, and then in 2016, it was Sean Wilman and Byron Kutsia. Remember Byron? He was uh, our team liaison photographer um, and media liaison. And then, um, yeah, our uh, our teammate Brandon. He um, he was it was also his first time, and he um, yeah he also had a very very special journey. But I'm sure he can tell you about it. Um, yeah, so I think um, you also just to to um, to note that. I think uh, the perception that people have on, you know, what you can do with a GS and and where you can ride it, um, that's completely different in South Africa. It's like if you if you just follow some of the riders in South Africa on social media and you see them throwing throwing bikes around over rocks and, you know, taking taking these massive massive GS and GS adventures up mountains, you know, then you will definitely get a get a good picture of, you know, why we are such a competitive nation when it comes to the GS Trophy. My journey, however, um, didn't uh, take me one uh, qualifier. It actually took me three and a half years of hard, hard, dedicated training. Um, I think I wrote off two GS adventures in the in the period of three and a half years. And uh, yeah, I just realized that, you know what, if I really want to compete and I really want to get, um, you know, with the, with the guys at the top, I have to, I have to train hard. So that said, that I think the majority of the times there's definitely 
a, a few attempts at qualifiers. And therefore, the guys that do qualify and they do make the team, they, they already know what's expected of them. And they already know, you know, what to expect at an international GS trophy because our events are set up to an international standard. Like Brandon said at the Saabi GS challenges now, it's, it's pretty much the same. So, so South Africa, is a, it's a very competitive country when it comes to GS riding. That's a brilliant answer. Kobus, I'm going to come across to you next. Did you make it first time or? Uh, Andy, my journey actually started in, in 2018. We had only the regional qualifiers then, uh, with, where I made the, the, the team and for the Western Cape. And yeah, so 2019 was then my first uh, attempt for the international trophy, uh, which was uh, successful. It just was a hard two years of, of dedicated training. I'll move on to training next. Thanks for that, Cobus. And Brandon, you made it first time, according to BJ. Yes, so as BJ mentioned, um, I made it first time. Luckily enough, I made, I got through my first qualifiers and obviously my international qualifiers, first time ever. Um, and then meeting up with Cobus and BJ, hearing their stories about trying to get in and everything. Um, I consider myself actually quite lucky to get in on the first time and have such a great team that we can go and take the first place trophy in the international team um so that for me being such a big step that i've done with the gs um i think it's just now easier to show more people in south africa what a gs can actually do and obviously grow more excellent riders out of this country yeah absolutely i'm going to come back to you bj you said it took you a, a few years and a few attempts and uh, just proves just that you, you never give up. But how was the experience? Did you follow earlier trophies online? And how important, you know, as a fan and rider, was that regular communication during trophy events that was sent back from your country's team journalist of that time, which would have been, I guess, the legendary Stefan Boschoff, and, of course, their daily highlights, films, and the Facebook live streams and all those kind of things. How, how important was it you following that event and living at that event and your decision to keep going with the qualification process? Yeah, Andy, my, uh, my passion actually started way back in um, 2013 when I, when I tried. Um, I was actually on tour. And one of my friends said, listen, why don't you join us at the GS Echo Challenge? I didn't know what it was about. Um, so the GS Echo Challenge was pretty much the same event as the Sabi, but probably like toned down by a hundredth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I started following some of the, the, the riding in 2014. Didn't make, didn't make much of it because I never wanted to, or I never intended seeing myself as a technical rider. And then in 2016, I, I just couldn't wait. I couldn't, wake, uh, couldn't wait to wake up in the mornings and you know, see the feedback from um, you know, Stefan Bosov, um, you know, and just the way that he explained and the storytelling. Um, you just couldn't wait to wake up and you just couldn't wait to see where South Africa was placed. Um, they were still in Thailand. And I realized how, you know, how crucial it is to, to actually be a safe rider. And, you know, this, this started my passion for me. And I started, um, I started riding a bit and I started trying the technical stuff. And, and when Byron and Shaul came back from, from Thailand, I just couldn't wait to just pull them in and rope them in and ask them, like, just take me and, and take me through this journey because I really want to compete and I really want to make it to the GS trophy. So yeah, that was the end of 2016. Um, 
2018 happened and I just I realized I'm a step closer, but I, things didn't go well for me in my qualifiers in, in 2017. So I tried again in 2018, um, followed the guys in Mongolia. I thought, it's like 2018 is my year. I mean, I, was, I didn't even come close and I thought, yeah, I'm a really good rider, but just shows you how, you know, how steep the, the competition is and, and how good the riders in South Africa are. So again, you know, Stefan, uh, he was he was again the media liaison guy, and you know, I realized how important it is for everyone at home because you're so anxious and seeing, you know, the feedback from the from the media guy because the guys are. I mean, we we now we know what's what happens when when we ride. You don't have time to really post on social media. You don't have time to take videos. You want to concentrate on the job at hand, and you know that's it, enjoying the event and you know, making new friends and then do good in your riding as well. So, um, you know, for me sitting, sitting back in 2018 again and just following the whole GS trophy and the, the write-ups and the photos and the odd video here and there, you just like in so anticipation that you just can't wait to see the information, you know, fed from overseas. Um, and that builds the community, you know, it keeps the community close and, you know, it's all, all, of, all mellow in the beginning and then all of a sudden the GS trophy happens and it's a massive event, you know, you don't have to be there you can literally just have social media at your hands and you know exactly what's happening, but it's crucial for a media guy to just feed the information. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I just want to talk about training because you spoke about training very hard. I just want to ask this one to Cobus because in the build up to the main event in New Zealand, you'd made it into the team, but how hard were you training and how often I'm asking this just to give people an idea of what's required in terms of fitness levels. Now you're a farmer, you're strong, you're fit, but, there's being fit and there's being bike fit, isn't there? Yeah, for sure, Randy. Um, we we try to to combine the two um, off the bike training, kind of uh, gym work and uh, and uh, jog and whatever else. And but and then yeah, on weekends we we did some we did the, the riding almost every weekend um, because uh, Brandon are thousand two hundred kilometers away from us. We only got to train three times as a team, but um, yeah, otherwise, every weekend we were on the bike and during the week we did some off-the-bike training. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting point, actually, that you didn't have that preparation time together, but you just had to sort of find your own way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, over to you then, Brandon. Prior to travelling out to New Zealand... What sort of expectation was there among your supporters, among the community for, for you three guys to retain that trophy for South Africa? And did this put you under additional pressure? There's enough pressure already, right? <laughs> um, well, yes, there is definitely a lot of support from the GS community here in South Africa. Um, a lot of the guys, I know BJ's brought it up before, a few guys have actually said to me, if you don't bring home the trophy, don't bother coming home. Uh, so it is quite a massive thing here in South Africa to win. I think that's why, again, we put such a, uh, such a good team forward because everyone's just, they want to do the best, do it as hard as they can. Um, so yeah, bringing the trophy home again for the third time was quite a challenge. Also being at the hat trick for South Africa three times in a row. The pressure was on, um, but I think as soon as we got to New Zealand, we started riding the bikes, building the camaraderie with all the other teams. That pressure kind of fell away until every evening where we had the sporting, then the pressure came up a little bit. 
But as soon as we started climbing the scoreboard and eventually got to the top, the feedback from the rest of the GS community here in South Africa was so good and so high that I think it just built us even more and gave us the push to carry on and take the win. So the actual event, BJ, tell, tell us about your experience of those two weeks in New Zealand, how it lived up to your expectations and, and what really left a lasting impression on you. Yeah, Andy, I think it, um, it exceeded my expectations completely. Um, I think I had a quick chat with you during the trophy and I think it was one of the first nights when, um, you know, when we first rocked up in camp and, you know, just, just to connect with the people that you've been chatting to online for, for months and years, it's, um, you know, it, it doesn't feel like you stepping onto soil where you're unfamiliar with everyone. So, you know, just, just the amazing camaraderie between the teams, um, was amazing, um, you know the whole event was was put together you know it's 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 bigger than world standard it's it's much better than you know the best event that you can ever um, attend you know and it's it it feels great that you actually deserve to be there in a way you know that you really fought hard to be there so you know a lasting impression will forever be the memories that you build the the friends that you make all over the world um, brandon connected with uh Jorge in, in Dubai now with a with the training there. So it just shows you how small the world really is. So amazing, amazing um, event, um, long-lasting, forever-lasting memories. Um, you know, we'll never forget this. We'll, I will definitely never forget this. And, you know, the amazing team that that we were, it's just, just how we connected and, and how we grew in friendships. And, you know, eventually everybody's just family at the end of the day. Memories are the most important. I think, you know, you just forget about the win. Yeah, well said. Just one one big family, absolutely. Now, after your win, though, I know a big homecoming party was planned. And of course, that couldn't happen because of COVID. But what was the reaction from the community to your efforts over in New Zealand? Yeah, so when I came home, obviously, I came home, I think it was about a week to 10 days before Quervis and BJ. And when I got home, the dealership that sponsored me throughout the event, they gave me an 850 to train on and everything, uh, Sands Motorrad, they actually threw me quite a big welcome home party. And quite a few of the GS supporters were there. The guys that followed me through their social media, followed me on my personal social media and obviously the GS Trophy South African group. So there was quite a big homecoming. Um, unfortunately, because we live so far away, the rest of the guys are in the Western Cape. When they came home from New Zealand, they had a much bigger welcome home party with more friends, family, stuff like that. But I'm sure other guys will be able to tell you more about that. Uh, yeah, like uh, uh, Brandon mentioned, we only came back uh, 10 days after the trophy. So, um, I mean, it was such a uh, pleasure seeing all all the people, all our fans meeting us at the airport, they made up some banners and um, it was surely a, a special moment. But uh, after that, they didn't really happen much, uh, yes, because of the COVID. So. Yeah, I think for us in, um, you know, the riders in the Western Cape, uh, I think it's, it's probably close to the biggest... Um, GS community um, is the Western Cape. We've got we've got many, many, many riders. Um, so, you know, just opening the doors when we came back, um, you know, and just seeing all the flags waving and everybody just there from, 
you know, just just previous friends made with rides, BMW clubs, uh, uh, BMW, um, Donford, Stellenbosch, Cape Town, everyone, you know, that we've made friends for, uh, group rides, uh, Corbus's family, you know, just the effort that they put in with all the, the banners and the flags. And so, yeah, there was a lot of excitement and then there was talks about a homecoming and then we were locked down. So, um, but the, the welcoming was incredible. There was probably 100 to 150 people there. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. We really appreciated everything and everyone there. Yeah, fantastic scenes. Brilliant. So sticking with you for the moment, BJ, because the best part of the year has gone by already. So when you reflect on that whole experience, would you say that's changed you as a person or even changed your life? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, you know, I think every rider around the world that's competed in a trophy will say the same. Uh, but the GS Trophy in its whole, you know, from the start um, will change you. I mean, it's a it's an incredible journey. Um, I've grown physically um, as a rider, you know, feeling more comfortable on bigger bikes. Um, but but the you know the biggest effect on me was definitely main, mentally you know the mental preparation that that you go through the growth um, you know to put your to put yourself uh, through stringent training every single day six days a week um, you know when when we rode together as a team you know there was times that we could barely breathe but we we stuck together and you know that, that for me is the most important um we took that to the trophy we rode every single day we rode with nine or ten other people sometimes we would cross paths with 50 um you know and just shows you that nobody will leave ev- anyone behind um you know if you were riding with other mates or if you're riding with um, the girls groups and you're up a hill you know you will stop um, stop so mentally preparation and physical preparation, uh, it's, it's crucial. It will change you. Yeah, thanks for that, BJ. Wise words indeed. What about you, Brandon? Um, Annie, to be honest, I wouldn't say it's really changed my life in many ways. Uh, obviously, the whole competition, everything was amazing to see, amazing to see the new country, new place. I would say it has changed my mind about actually wanting to go and ride different destinations around the world. Like BJ mentioned earlier, I was currently now in Dubai and it was just incredible going from South Africa where I've ridden plenty to going to New Zealand, riding the whole eight days with everyone, getting everything 100%, bringing back that first place trophy and then going straight over to Dubai and riding there with the rest of the um, Middle East team. It's so different. Everything, wherever you go, the sand texture is different. It's just, it's opened my mind to going to riding many different places around the world still. Yeah, opened your mind and, and also opened doors as well. Just the fact that you, you know, that family is there all over the world and, and you are welcomed wherever you go. How about you personally, Cobus? How was the experience for, from your side? Well, Andy, I think I, I don't want to isolate the, the international trophy, but rather the, the whole process starting from 2018 um, that surely taught, taught me some life lessons and like PJ mentioned, not only the physical but the mental strengths and lessons learned for sure. It's, uh, it, it will be one, one can use it in the years to come, for sure. Life lessons, I like that one. Thanks for that, Cobus. Yeah. So as you know by now, 
participation in the International GS Trophy is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so you can't go back for more. But all over the world, the process of national qualifying events is starting again. So what advice do you have to all those hopeful GS riders listening who'd love to share in this dream for 2022? Wow. Definitely been at the more recent kind of riding events. I've seen that the GS community, especially up here close to Johannesburg, Durban, uh, those kind of places, they've actually kind of gone above and beyond whilst during lockdown, the guys were actually training in their gardens. Um, They were actually trying to get out in the roads for a little bit when they could try train a little bit, do some tight U-turns, figure of eights and everything. So I think definitely not being able to go back is quite sad. Obviously, it's an amazing event. We'd want to go back. But being able to be part of the up-and-coming GS trophies and all the events, being part of all the hype, for the, follow, for the following years, um, the competitors now that are trying to get into the trophy, they're just coming to us and they're asking us questions. How can we do it? How much do we train? You know, what do we actually have to do? So the GS community here is extremely excited for the up-and-coming up, up and GS trophies, and I can't wait to see it and be a part of it. And what about you personally, guys? Will you be involved with your national qualifier events from maybe from a mentoring or a support perspective? I gather from what you've just said, Brandon, that you will. But what about you, BJ? What about you, Cobus? Yeah, I think um, I think we'll definitely uh, get involved. Uh, there's been some talks going around that um, you know there will be a few qualifiers next year. Um, I mean, everybody uh, went through the same year of 2020. And I think in anticipation, everybody's waiting just to get going again. Um, here and there, you see the really, really committed guys. You know, they just can't wait to to just train. So those with those will be the guys that really perform and will really step up in the end of the day. So, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to being part of their journey as well. Um, you know, we we're such a, a not a small community. We're a massive GS community, but we're so close that. You know, everybody knows everyone. We know we know who was there when we qualified. They supported us right through. You know, even if you know, even because we 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 won at the end of the day, we still great friends. So just to to see these guys follow and perform and still keep training, and you know, the diehard guys like Brandon mentioned that putting cones in in their backyard around their pools, um, you want to see them perform. So we would definitely, I would definitely like to be part of it, uh, part of their journey, like they were for us. And are looking forward to it. So we're just waiting in anticipation, and we're sure that some of the dates and the training um, and the qualifying dates will come, you know, come come out of the come out of the woodwork. Thanks, BJ. So at the time of recording this podcast, the location of the 2022 International GS Trophy hasn't yet been announced. There's always lots of speculation, of course. But if it was you representing Team South Africa again, where would you like it to be? So over to you first, Brandon. Wow. So. Yes, obviously the location hasn't been disclosed yet as to where it is. There's a lot of guys going around saying, oh, we think it's going to be here. We think it's it's going to be here. Obviously, at the end of the day, no one really knows. Um, After actually going to Dubai and riding in Dubai, I think it would actually be quite a good idea to hold a GS Trophy in Dubai. Yes, there is a lot of sand like Mongolia, but hey, why not? Uh, Also, the riding there is completely different. You can go from soft sand dunes to incredible rocky peaks to rivers it just depends where you ride and i think the uae would actually be quite good for a trophy 
<laughs> Everyone without top sun riding skills is uh, biting their fingernails right now, hoping the organisers aren't listening to you. How about you, BJ? Yeah, Andy, this is actually a really, really good question because you 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 can actually just think of where you would really like to ride in the world. But when I think of it, um, that that South America Dakar route, the whole Peru, Bolivia. You know, Argentina, it's very close to each other. It's, I think you can cover two and a half thousand kilometers in that stretch. And it's got everything. It's got mountains. It's, it's got ice. It's got, it's got water. It's got sand. I think that'll probably be the best uh, choice if I have to say. So make it a little mini GS Dakar. Interesting, interesting answer. I mean, of course, we were in Patagonia in 2012 for the GS Trophy South America. So I don't think they're going to go back to that region again, only because there's a track record of going to somewhere where the GS Trophy has never, ever, ever been before. So I'm going to hand it over to you finally, Cobus. Where would you like it to be if if you were in charge and could make that decision? Um, Andy, I think the Himalayas would make for a good ride. I certainly would. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, who knows? Who knows where it's going to be? We're not going to have to wait too long, I'm sure. I just want to just ask you all each about your own GS stories, your own GS legacy. How do you personally want this to continue over the next years? Brandon, why don't you kick off? Well, um, I would obviously love to keep it going. Obviously, riding is a passion of mine. And what better way to live your passion than actually do your your passion? So I'm looking into getting a job with BMW in the whole riding academy situation that's happening here in South Africa. So hopefully turning my passion into a career might be a good choice. I'm hoping so. It keeps me riding, keeps me happy. And yeah, a smile on my face every time we get on a bike. So why not? I can promise you it will be a good choice and very good answer. Well done, Brandon. What about you, BJ? Yeah, no, definitely. I know definitely... Um like to share the passion as uh, as we go forward and yeah um, i just love to see people grow and love to see them you know achieve what they really want um you, you know if you have a, if you have a passion and you put your put your mind to it then i would love to be part of that so i would definitely explore doing uh you know a bmw instructors um, course um, i've actually been approached by one of my friends that asked me um, if i would like to be become part of their uh, traveling agencies. I would uh, also be looking into a tour guide um, accreditation. So um, yeah, that's if if we can get the green lights um, and we can actually start traveling. Um, yeah, that'll be my best thing. And then you know, you never know. A few years down the line, uh, hopefully, I can find myself either as a media liaison or a, or a marshal at the GS Trophy. So yeah, that'll be the next big dream. Yeah, it's a good dream to have. It's been done before, so there's no reason why it shouldn't be done again. Absolutely. Thanks, BJ. Cobus, you're a very busy man on the farm. Do you have time to, as well as riding your GS bike, do you have time to sort of keep this dream going? And he is, um, like you said, I'm I'm busy on the farm and it, it's my daily job, but over the weekends it's... it's uh, it's nice to, to share the joy of riding the GS with with fellow riders that that's passionate about riding and uh, passionate about the brand. So, yeah, that's the way we will probably go forward. So finally, guys, have you got a message for all your fellow competitors who will no doubt be listening to your words of wisdom on this podcast? 
yeah, if I can just, um, you know, tell every every rider that, uh, you know, if you if you follow the GS Trophy from the start, and if this is something that you really want to do, don't let anything change your mind. Don't let anything come in your way. You know, decide this is really what you want, and I can promise you that it's worth every single second, every every drop of sweat, and every cent to your pocket. Um, it's a it's a life changing experience. Um, just go full out at it. Don't don't stop training. You will make it. Great answer. Brilliant, Brandon. Obviously, I would just say to everyone: keep on cracking on. Carry on with the training. You can't train hard enough for an event like this. It literally comes down to who has ridden the most, who's done the most exercises, and who can sleep the less. Because, wow, the GS Trophy, we hardly got any sleep. I don't know if it was BJ snoring that kept me up or what. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I would just say definitely crack on with the bike. Get as much training in as you can, be as fit as you can, and you should be ready to go. Thanks, Brandon. Kobus, some final words of wisdom from you. Well, I think the, the standard is becoming higher every year, but um, it's totally possible and it's it's worth it. Give it a try. BJ, Brandon, Kobus, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you tonight. Thanks for sharing your stories with us, and I truly hope that 2021 brings you good health, loads of riding, and all the success you deserve. Take care, guys, and stay safe out there. Andy, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks, BMW Motrad, for everything that you've done for the team and all the riders across the world that uh, we shared this amazing experience with. And thanks for the world listening to this podcast. Yeah, thank you, Andy. It's been amazing speaking to you again, actually being able to see you, see the rest of the team, speak to the guys. And yeah, I hope we can see you soon and hopefully in person this time. Thanks for having us, Andy. Cheers, guys. You're all great adventure riding ambassadors and very welcome additions to the 2020 event. It was fantastic to share those memories with you and all the other teams over in New Zealand, of course. But that was then, and this is now. And we've got a very special announcement coming your way on January the 14th. So make a note of that day in your diaries, everybody. Make sure you don't miss our live stream. And be sure to join us as we reveal some very exciting news. See you then.